0: then his presence could be justified and at least account for something. All the real work is done by mum. It's the dad's job to sweat and take the handshakes of congratulations when all the hard work is done. Amid the usual cries of maternal pain and tears of exhaustion, I eventually entered the world and added my own feeble cries to the mix. As I arrived, the delivery room fell strangely silent. Dad looked at his new son, then cast a quizzical eye to the doctor nurses and midwife. The silence continued until he spoke. Um, Doc, I think you've left a bit in there, he said, desperately wanting to say something more intelligent, but fumbling to find the appropriate words. Doc? There was still no word from the medical team, and I was quickly bundled into a wrap of blankets and taken to another part of the room. What's wrong? said Mum, lifting her head from the bed and fixing her stare on Doc Rigby. She knew from her limited medical training and the lack of conversation in the delivery room, that something was amiss. I'd like to think that there are a lot of my parents' good qualities in my makeup. My birth must have come as quite a shock to them. For nine months, they would have wondered whether I was going to enter the world as a boy or a girl, and they would have started making adjustments to the family home to accommodate a new baby. They already had two little kids, and another was going to add to the strain. But they didn't see it like that. Having kids wasn't a strain for them. It was all just part of the no fuss family life. Without kids, there was no family. Like most parents, particularly the ones who have a natural ability to take their role seriously, Mum and Dad would have been filled with hopeful expectation. They would have had intermittent thoughts about how I was going to grow up, what I'd look like, what aspirations I'd have, how I was going to make my mark on the world later in life, the usual things parents think of. During any pregnancy, curious onlookers pat a woman's swollen belly and ask the expected parent stock standard questions, more for making conversation than seeking a truthful answer. So, do you want a boy or a girl? Stock standard question number one. And the stock standard response would have been, oh, I don't care, as long as it's healthy. I know that's what my mum would have said. She may have even used the alternative reply, so as long as it's got one head, two arms, Ten toes, ten fingers, then we'll be happy. And that's where I must have come as a bit of a shock. When I was born, I was missing half a left leg. My fingers were half formed and webbed together. And there were a couple of other manufacturing faults that would have sent most parents looking for the warranty card, but not mine. I didn't come with a money-back guarantee or a 30-day risk-free trial period. I couldn't have been sent back and returned for a replacement model. I was what I was. For better or worse, the early diagnosis of my condition involved a strange term, bands in the water, which meant that in some phase of the pregnancy, strangulating bands had somehow attached themselves to the end of my limbs, restricting their full development. As a result, I had no left leg below the knee and most of my fingers were fused together. Later, a more complete diagnosis was given and the medical term, amniotic band theory, was used. The whole thing would have started with a rupture in the amniotic sac, where fibrous bands were created and happily floated around in the amniotic fluid, until they saw a defenceless leg or toe or finger to attack. Then they'd attach themselves, restricting the flow of blood and causing congenital abnormalities, and in the case of my left leg, a natural amputation. It was no one's fault. No one was to blame. Basically, my condition was nothing more than a design fault. Later in life, I developed my own theories on just what went wrong, but those theories involved visions of my parents in the act of conceiving me. No one should ever, ever have to think about that sort of stuff, or be scared witless by the graphic visions of their parents doing it, so I just went along with the official medical explanation. It was a lot easier to accept. And my mum probably had crippling pangs of guilt, trying to work out the cause of my missing bits. I imagine she also tried to remember every time during her pregnancy she used stock standard reply number two to stock standard question number one. As long as it's got one head, two arms, ten toes and ten fingers, we'll be happy. Well, even though the fingers and toe calculation didn't quite stack up, she was still happy, and Dad was too. So, on that hot December day, I was born Donald James William Elgin, and I was not quite right. There are two Donald. J-